Thanks, Barry. Church family, welcome. It's nice to have you here. Um, I'm excited. I, I've loved being here, worshiping with everybody. Um, and now I'm loving the fact that I get to talk to you. So, what, what is your limit of discomfort in terms of living arrangements? I know we all have kind of different levels of, of what we're able to tolerate. Uh, I can remember once um, being interested in a certain young lady and uh, started seeing each other, not dating, but we became close friends. And then one day she said to me that she'd never ever slept on anything but a bed and that she didn't think she could ever like sleep on the floor or on a camper, and I, <laughs> I knew in that instant that our relationship was over. She wasn't a bad person, it's just her comfort levels and mine are really different. But it's not just the physical boundaries. Sometimes it's those social boundaries. I remember once I had the immense privilege of going to Holland uh, to be trained. It was back when I was full-time in youth work, and I was given this privilege of going to Holland to be trained uh, with a group of missionaries. And it was, you know, I love traveling, so it was fantastic. And uh, we were going to stay in this youth hostel. And uh, when we arrived there, it was just outside Amsterdam, and it was beautiful. It was like an old, I don't want to call it a castle, but it was a little bit kind of that vibe. Um, very old, it had this moat around it, uh, or being Holland, it may just have been a ditch filled with water, but it certainly looked like a moat, you had to cross over it, and, and it was beautiful inside, and, and being Holland, supper, we had the most delicious cream of mushroom soup I have ever eaten in my life, and of course, I don't know if you've had breakfast in Holland, but Chocolate on bread. <laughs> Seriously, they have that for breakfast. And I thought, this is going to be the best five or six days of my life. This is going to be amazing. And then I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I can remember, you know, kind of heading off to the bathroom with like my gown on, or I can't even remember. But, you know, my, and, and, I, and I, I walked into this communal bathroom and it was Europe, and there were men and women in the bathroom, all kind of together, and, and lots of them had no clothes on. And I'm like, you, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bath or shower like, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, my, my awkward level had been reached. And I thought to myself, how am I going to survive the five days here? Fortunately, the whole thing was being arranged by Southern Baptists, and when they discovered that bathroom arrangement, well, we ended up being put in a really nice hotel, just saying. Now, that may be a funny story, but the truth is we do all have our limits. We all have a limit to, I, I can't live like that. We have been spending quite a lot of time looking at some foundational stuff out of the first chapter of the book of John, the Gospel of John. And, and it's been really amazing to, to discover the depth of who Jesus is and to discover the depth of 
of how God wants us to live and, and, and discover the depth of who Jesus is. If you've been with us over the past few weeks and you can still be, it's, it's very easy. You can go on YouTube and look. Uh, we've discovered that, that Jesus himself is the foundation on which everything we do and everything we are is built. We discover that, that Jesus is in the beginning, not just the beginning of the world, but in, in every sense the beginning. We discovered that Jesus is the word, that, that the word of God, the word that sustains the world, the word that is all truth and all creation, we discovered that Jesus is the light of the world, that everything that there is to be seen in this world is, is to be seen through and in him. We've discovered that part of that foundational truth about who Jesus is and what he's come to do in this world involves us. That we are sent from God, just like John the Baptist was, to proclaim who Jesus is, to be witnesses to that light and that word so that other people can come to discover the truths that change everything forever. My question this morning is this. How much are you willing to sacrifice to be part of that foundation? How much are you willing to live in a way that is just awkward? How much are you willing to say, ah, this foundation is so important, nothing is too hard, nothing is too challenging? I want to tell you why I asked that question. Because part of the foundation is how much Jesus was willing to sacrifice so that you and I can be here today, so that you and I can be part of God's plan to, to change, to revolutionize, to save, to transform the whole world. So we've been reading that poem, and, and the key verse in that whole section, John 1, 1 to 18, is this. It's verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. I want you just for a moment to think about those words, perhaps close your eyes and, and listen to me reading that same passage from the message. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. 
may be a little challenging where you are. You, you may be at home and there may be some noise going on around you, and that's okay. But I, I, I want us to just stop right here for a moment. And I want us to think about, about what Jesus does there. Uh, I think this is one of the hardest passages in the whole of Scripture to do justice to. The, the God of the universe, the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the creator of, of everything, omnipotent, in other words, all power, omniscient, in other words, all knowledge, omnipresent, in other words, everywhere, all the time, became flesh and blood and came to live with us. How, how awkward, how incredibly difficult, how unbelievably sacrificial. You know, we live in a world where I think often we're prepared to condescend and, and, and like give up stuff. And then it's easy kind of afterwards to to boast of how much we gave up. We see celebrities do it all the time. Politicians love to pretend that they do this. You know, fabulously wealthy people who've lived a privileged life try to make themselves out to be one of the masses. But God doesn't condescend he comes to live with us. John, the writer of this gospel, couldn't believe it. He just keeps, it's one of these themes. He just, the God of the universe. Listen to what Max Lucado has to say about the sacrifice of Jesus. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus Holiness, sleeping in a womb, the creator of life, being created. Just family, God did that for you. See, there was no discomfort 
great enough. There was no danger great enough. There was no humility deep enough. There was nothing that would be too uncomfortable and difficult and dangerous for God to do to show us how much he loves us. In other parts of scripture, it tells us that Jesus literally gave up everything. It is what makes Jesus who he is. It's what makes him the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the God above all other gods. If, if you read that whole beginning passage that we've read a few times together now, being the light of the world, being the word, being the creator is something in a sense, any God could do. And other gods have claimed to do that. But we serve one God who, who does all of that and then steps into the world so that he can come and live with us. The sacrifice of Jesus shows us that at the foundation of who God is, that he is humble, he is loving, he is sacrificial, and he is deeply intimate. God comes and lives with us. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too much. Nothing is too awkward for him. And in that, we, we discover the fullness of his grace and his truth. See, I think that, that many people are, are waiting for God to go back to being a distant God and, and in a sense a cruel God and a God who's gonna force everybody to listen and obey. But this passage tells us that God has showed us the fullness of his grace and his truth. The truth is one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess but not because God suddenly changes his mind and leaves us and get, gets angry and comes down, back down and forces us. It's because he's always willing to live with us. One of the things that, that Jesus' disciples kept waiting for him to do was to kind of change from this, this loving savior, this person who touched lepers, um, this person who gave women their rightful place in this world, this, this rabbi who, who put children on his knee, who talked to Roman centurions and, and, and healed people for them, this, this, this rabbi who was prepared to, to, let, let, to, to eat in incredibly awkward settings with, with people with bad reputations and... He was prepared to do anything. They were waiting for him to turn into the, the guy who was going to crush the Romans. And he never did. 
because he was showing us the fullness of God's grace and truth. He was showing us the completeness of who God is. That God's salvation, God's love, God's passion for his creation is about coming to live, coming to be with. That no sacrifice is too great for him to come into the world and love us and save us and change everything. Church family, how, how should we respond to that? What, what, what can we do? Because we are not God. We don't have to condescend. We already live here. We don't have to give up the glory of, of eternity and everything. We don't have to do that. We already live here. And so how should we respond? One of the great things about Scripture is that if it presents you with something that doesn't necessarily give you an answer, somewhere else you'll find the answer. In the book of Philippians, we read this, and, and I'm so glad that this passage is part of what I'm preaching because it's one of the passages we prayed during our week of prayer this past week, and, and particularly on Wednesday as we focused on prayer together, it says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, and it's, it's speaking to you and I, to followers of Jesus. It says this, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. You, you, you see, it just tells us it tells us that you and I have to have and have to ask God to empower us to have this same mindset. This mindset that says nothing is too awkward. Nothing is too hard. No sacrifice is too great for me to show the savior of the world to the people around us. It means that you and I give up the kinds of relationships we want. Beautiful thing is that God usually just gives them all back to us anyway. But in practical terms, it means that that that. The neighborhood God's put us in here in Westville, that's the neighborhood we serve. We don't wish that it would change, that it would be less awkward, that it would be something like, that it used to be in the past or, or something different. It isn't. It is what it is. And God has given us this neighborhood. It means that God has given us this family. One of the very real dangers that, that being online, not just being online, it's, it's a very real danger anyway, is, is that, that people disconnect. I hear so many people saying, I don't really need a church family. Me and Jesus are okay. I want to say this to you, that, that as far as Jesus is concerned, you and him on your own are not okay. Because, because one of the things that is at the foundation of who Jesus is, is hanging out 
with other people who know and love Jesus. It's, it's, it's at the very foundation. And so we are called, like Jesus, to be part of this intimate family, this intimate group that serves God together by serving one another sacrificially. One of the other things that the incarnation teaches us is that we can go wherever God sends us, no matter how hard it is. We have to live in this awkward world. We have to live in this world that Jesus has given us to live in. It's part of the foundation of who we are. Why? Because, because we serve a savior who was like that. A savior who, who, who was willing to give up everything and become a servant. I don't want to even pretend that this is an easy thing to do. It took Jesus' disciples more than the three years that he was with them to learn this. In fact, the whole book of Acts is kind of about them learning that God wants them to go places they weren't expecting. In love and humility and in relationship. Not just with people they liked and people that were easy but with people that were hard and awkward. Why? Because nothing is too hard for God in terms of saving this world. And nothing should be too hard for us in taking this message of Jesus Christ into a lost and hurting world. We're gonna end by celebrating. We're gonna end by celebrating not ourselves, but, but Jesus, Jesus who, who, who gave up everything so that you and I could celebrate him and live with him eternally and take this glorious message of God with us into the world. I'm gonna pray now, and as I do that, the band is gonna come up and we're gonna end the service by worshiping the incarnate Jesus together. Oh Lord Jesus, what, a, what, an in, what an incredible gift. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God, thank you that we can see and know the fullness of grace and truth and that we can give it to others because of the sacrifice you were willing to make. We celebrate that now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.